That should be the law. You have to do Halloween first. Halloween's a great celebration. Why are we just overriding it with Christmas? I, w- I want to see you lose it like I did with Dishy Rishi. I want to see you just go on this massive tirade about Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, that's going to wind me up more, saying I get into a tirade. <laughs> I want to see it. So I'm not you saying want, you do, you, you don't. I'm going to see me angry. S- you want to see me go all Hulk and rip my shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Chippenham and John Ponting in Cricklade. It is that time once again. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Sheer Isolation uh, with myself, uh, John Ponting, and uh, my friend Kieran Moore over there, not at home. Kieran, where are you? I'm at work, John. I'm in the uh, town hall in Chippenham. Um, I wore my Ben Marwood t-shirt in order to be cool still on, on, on the Zoom. I'm actually at work. <laughs> and John, I've not had the best week leading up to this, this interview, but chatting for you for 10 minutes has put a big smile back on my face. Good. That, I didn't, that was completely unintentional. I don't try to bring cheer where I go, but I'm glad it's worked <laughs> for you. Um, for people who, who haven't come across this show before, what we're trying to do with this is just highlight um, the local music scene and the state it's in this year. That's it. Simple Basically. That, that wasn't the original intention, but that, as the year has gone on, that, that's kind of the, the, me- the message that people are giving us. Uh, we've got a guest coming up um, this week, again, from an, another angle that we've not really looked at before. Um, it's Chris Davey, who's a Somerset-based um, lighting designer and, and engineer. So he goes all over the world doing festival stages, doing supports for world tours, setting up all the lighting rig, programming the lights, doing all the electrics, plugging everything in making sure that those events look amazing. Uh, we'll be talking to him about how he, his year has gone so far. We certainly shout out. It was really interesting talking to him because uh, he's got all the insights that I think if people don't know the industry and they're listening to this podcast, he's got some really interesting things to say that help sort of fill in those blanks of what these people, what we actually do. Can I just very quickly pick up on something we, we talked about last week very briefly? It was your rant, your what seems to be now the weekly rant feature weekly about, rant. about PRS. Because um, we didn't really focus on what they are or what they do. We just kind of said that you, you say they're not fit for purpose. So they're, they're the Performing Rights Society and they're, they're tasked with collecting money from people who play music to the general public. So like pubs, shops these people should be paying into a license and what happens to it from there Kieran? PRS as a as a organization fundamentally is a good organization um if you are to like a radio play a song it's only right and fair that that musician gets the the accreditation and and financial you know recompense for that there's no argument there that they do a very good they are a very good mechanism for for earning that money for the musicians um one of the major problems of PRS is um, if, for example, a DJ plays a gig in a club on a Saturday night or a pub and he plays some songs, he pays his PRS or the pub do, that money gets sent to PRS and they, they reclaim it. How do they fairly and accurately distribute that money to the songs or the musicians that were paid? There's, there's no way of knowing. I know it's my turn to pick a track and I was trying to find... Um, a track that we could play that was relevant to this week or, or that there was some news about an artist and it, because artists aren't really playing and they're not releasing stuff it's very difficult so I thought I'd just go into my archive go back a few years and see what I could find so I found a track from an amazing Siren Sister based artist Ben Mags and this video and this track is called The Storm
the storm break its back from the shore And I saw the sea swell as if she wanted to break my door A rage and fury that could bring a man down Oh, you wanna know, you gotta know that nature's got the upper hand And we are the ones who go Cause I see dark moths, dark moths So put the light on And open up your eyes and go To the water's edge You can see yourself And get nourishment From the water By the water's edge the wounded we can light the darkness so I shut my eyes and heard the wind beat the walls and I heard her crying as if a dark moth lay in her core but hush And she's the one who stayed. She said, she put the light on. Cause I see dark moths, dark moths. So put the light on. And open up your eyes and go to the water. Yourself and get nourishment from the water. By the water's edge, we can heal the wounded, we can light the darkness. By the water, by the water's edge, we can heal the wounded, we can light the Know Ben Manx, and he's a really lovely guy. He is, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure he's been doing too much performing 
uh, lately, even pre-COVID. Um, he, he has been, he, previously, he's been touring all over the UK and beyond. Amazing um, heavy folk guitarist and, and yeah. incredible vocals as well with him. He's a funny guy because I've often wanted to book him for a show. And because of the nature of my shows, um, I could either, you know, not, couldn't get him on the right sort of basis. And because I, you know, I wasn't necessarily, as a promoter, I wasn't necessarily confident. I could check him on as a, as a headline. So I wanted to build him up the bills. And obviously he doesn't want to go in as an opener or whatever. And we could never quite get the right conditions to get him to come play for me. Um, but I've always feel like I've missed out on Ben. He's definitely one that I missed. And that track was called The Storm. And I'm not sure what year it was, but it's a fair few years old. It's, it's not a new track, but something from my archives anyway. So um, as I mentioned in the opening link, uh, this week we are joined by a festival and stage uh, lighting designer uh, and electrician, Chris Davey, who is, um, he does live in Somerset, but he travels all over the world supporting artists, going to festivals. Ch- chances are if you go to gigs quite regularly and you, you look up at those massive stages and see all those lights flashing away, he could well have been, involved, been involved in, in some and setting them up and programming them and sat in the background and twiddling all the knobs to make them flash when and where. So as we've been doing, as, as has been the theme for this year, we've uh, been chatting to Chris just about what he does, but also what he's been having to do this year and how this year has, has affected him. I would have been looking after an act or maybe a couple of acts as they themselves were going around performing at uh, festivals, probably all around Europe. You would also have probably found me up to my knees in mud on site at uh, various UK festivals um, as part of the infrastructure teams. It's one of those angles that people don't necessarily think about when, when we talk about the, the music scene kind of on its knees and, and venues having to close. You're one of those kind of subcontractor people who, who is in exactly the same boat but doesn't really get the, the publicity. Sadly, we are the sort of the, the victims of our own success. If you sort of think of the, the traditional sort of theatre model of the um, the people in black who uh, lurk in the shadows and, and are never seen by the audience, well, to a point, that's that analogy is is us as well. And so we are, as I say, the victims of our own success because we are numerous. We are hundreds of thousands. And yet we are largely invisible and certainly are, you know, we remain largely invisible with all of what's going on now. Indeed. Yeah. And obviously we've had a really challenging year and I'm I'm assuming that you've just not been able to go out and and work. What, What have you been up to? I started the year working a series of shows overseas. I looked after shows in Mexico Vietnam and Los Angeles before getting back to the UK at the end of February and then obviously pretty much that coincided with the the start of the pandemic here in the UK. A lockdown happened and pretty much an entire year's worth of work in my diary or certainly you know, a rough, rough sort of framework for the year literally disappeared within about 10 days. And I, along with pretty much every single other member of my touring colleagues, my touring family, have basically not done a show since. I saw an article 
from the Guardian today that was suggesting that there's very strong evidence that by Christmas there will be 170,000 of my colleagues basically out of work. It's not because the work isn't there. Uh, and it's not because we don't want to do the work. There's not a person that I know in the touring community that wouldn't leap out the door, out their front door now at five minutes' notice. It's simply the fact that we're not allowed to work because the restrictions that the government have placed on places of entertainment and the social distancing rulings literally mean it's just impossible for us to work. So effectively, the government is stopping me and my colleagues from going out and working. Chris, are you allowed to say who you were touring with or is that top secret? No, 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 no. I spent most of last year out touring with James Morrison. He, he occupied most of my uh, touring diary last year. How does a person get himself into position like you have, where you're, you're globetrotting and doing the work that you do? How did you achieve that position? I have been lighting shows in one way or another for 37 years, I think, without without embarrassing myself too much. Not all of that professionally, obviously. A lot of sort of uh, amateur stuff in the early days. Um, the industry... Uh, the, the industry takes no prisoners. It's a very harsh and hard industry. It takes a certain mindset to be able to fit in. Physically, it's very much a young man's game. You know, it's long days, very physical days. It's very, it's, you know, it can be very physically grueling, frankly. But yet in terms of experience, it's very much particularly the higher up the sort of level of act, if you will. It's very much the the seasoned heads that are wanted because especially when you're, when you're dealing with situations all around the world, you can go a very long way by having the sort of the maturity and the mindset just to sort of go, okay, let's, let's, just take five here a minute, you know, when in a whole stop digging kind of kind of stuff. And I guess for whatever reason, I must have a face that's able to do that. You would have to ask the colleagues who are daft enough to hire me. <laughs> that's an interesting one. So you, um, obviously you're saying that the experience there is, is, trumps everything. And that's certainly my experience I've had. But um, I'm, I'm seeing at very much a roots level and certainly at, um, you know, some of the slightly bigger venues now, the people are coming out of college already fundamentally got the skill sets. They don't have the experience, but they're going in at a very high level. Have you seen any of that where in, the, in the realms that you inhibit? The colleges and universities are teaching the theoretical skills. They're teaching the technical skills. But what, of course, but they can't teach... The human skills they can't teach the skills of how do you make something happen when you have got a problem at two o'clock in the morning it's pitch black and you're ta- and you're talking to 10 people who don't speak your language the industry is absolutely on its knees with nothing to do at all 
but yet the education system, the further education system, are still offering and they're still putting all of these young people through these courses. Now, you know, what realistic future there is for them, I don't know. You know, those who would be graduating this year are going to be graduating into nothing. You know, they're going to be graduating into, okay, I've got a degree in sound engineering, yet uh, Amazon are recruiting for delivery drivers, that'll do. Yes. Um, you know, because because quite frankly, that's what an awful lot of my industry colleagues are doing in the interim. Yeah. We've uh, covered similar things with people up to this point where we're seeing exactly that. People are leaving the industry either to retrain or they're biding their time and hoping it comes back and in the meantime taking that bit part job. You know, it's not that the work isn't there. I have several provisional tours for me to go and do that are just on proverbial hold, you know, they're just on eternal hold because nobody knows, knows when, when they can happen. Chris, I, I suppose for yourself as, as an electrician, you don't necessarily need to be on tour. You, you can go off and do electrical work in, in the village. That's different to someone who's like a sand engineer. You can't bring your neighbours or a cleaning cover and mix my mixing desk for, for an evening. You know, you, so you do have that, I suppose, to keep you going this year. That, yes, that, Absolutely. And I count myself as very, very lucky and very fortunate that I do have an alternative skill set that I'm able to fall back on. It's something that a lot of my colleagues don't have, which curiously isn't to suggest that they're unskilled, because as an industry, we are highly skilled when Rishi said about um, uh, skills, you know, to retrain, it is it all so, almost offensive because everybody, you know, we've had lots of people on this on our Zoom on our chats. They're all highly skilled people who have an awful lot of responsibility, and they make things happen. Hence the hashtag. I'll tell you a, fun, uh, a funny story that uh, happened happened last year. We were in Glasgow. We were just doing a, a small sort of mini promo tour. And we had been in Glasgow from uh, the night before and we all got to the venue to discover that the venue and all of the surrounding area of the venue, including where our truck was parked with all the equipment in it, was all taped off within a crime scene. Oh, God. Because, because there'd been a football riot or some... some football-related stabbing and somebody had sadly been murdered literally feet from the back doors of the venue and uh, the truck drivers sleep in the trucks and he literally woken up to find himself in the middle of a taped-off crime scene. The police didn't even realise he was asleep in the truck. And because it was all being swept for uh, forensics we weren't actually sure whether the show was going going to go ahead or not Um, because obviously it takes hours of time for us to set a show up. We eventually were allowed by the police to literally open the back door, cross the pavement and unload trucks um, at something like about five o'clock in the afternoon for a show that was starting at 730 
Did you manage it? Oh, of course we did. Of course we did. Of course we did. People are going to expect you to do it in two hours every time now. That's that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, um, we'll wrap this one up, uh, Chris. Now, I know you've mentioned James Morrison a couple of times through that, and that's the track that you've picked. Do you want to tell us about the track and why you've chosen this one? This video was actually shot at... Uh, Manchester Albert Hall where we were on tour with him so everything that you see behind um, whilst obviously it's all been changed about for the uh, for the video because clearly a band doesn't perform on the perform on the floor they perform on stage um, but everything that's that's, that's there uh, I was part of the team that facilitated that and uh, if anyone watching this has any familiarity with the uh, Manchester Albert Hall they will know as we were just saying about loading trucks um, it's uh, a lovely beautiful building with lovely helpful people within it but the building itself is absolutely horrid um, for doing get-ins and get-ins and get-outs <laughs> when you watch this video somewhere scurried away in the shadows out of camera is most likely uh, me with a cup of tea somewhere Myself, thought I'd be okay. It didn't take too long for me to see that we don't work that way. Cause our love is raw, it will wear the scars. Sometimes we get so close that we can't help but tear ourselves apart. I convinced myself it's over now, and this is the end. But you know that I'll come back again. Every time I hear me so bad, I tell myself I can't do it no more. Each time is the last time. Every time is the last time. And I die when I try to walk away. But you keep me coming back, coming back for more. When you let me back inside, still feels like the first time. And you, you, you do something to me. I swear, still feels like the first time And you, 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 you do something to me You got me on my knees Still feels like the first time Bye.
to myself I can't do it no more Each time is the last time Every time is the last time And the time and the time I'm going to keep coming back, coming back we played there was a uh, uh, James Morrison and that video is called feels like the first time which he which Chris worked on so um that's a it's a, it's a great he's a really good singer songwriter James Morrison he kind of blew up out of nowhere didn't he when he came out it was mm. oh you mean he may have done the pub circuit in the midlands i know, i don't live in the midlands but it did seem to sort of yeah. um, good guy okay let's uh, let's move on to some news then the news this week uh from my point of view at least obviously still in lieu of not having shows to do, uh, the work at Trebridge Town Hall is progressing nicely. They are due to reopen on Saturday, the 14th of November. So we're just, it's about three weeks away this Saturday. And throughout the rest of the year, they're going to be doing socially distanced cabaret events. Um, and I think Gavin Osborne is going to play. They've got um, a comedian duo that do music comedy. They're going to play. Um, all really interesting. So head over and check out the Trowbridge Town Hall website um, and keep your peepers peeled on that because for me, that's going to be the first regular hosted event now in, for me in Trowbridge. Um, so it's really exciting. So that's, that's really good. Cabaret seems to be a good way to go because we were talking about Gifford Circus a few episodes ago and, and I know you've been and I've been to the cabaret as well. That, that season has closed, but that, that was an amazing couple of hours. Absolutely. They're, I mean, it lends itself to um, very simple setups. I mean, with cabaret, you can literally do anything. You know, if you've got somebody that can do anything, they can just nip up on stage, do it and get off again. Um, you can do all sorts. Literally, your, your, your limits are just your imagination. Well, I'm all out of information to, to share with you this week. So I will do my usual plug to say that if anybody wants to get in touch with us, the email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com. Um, I'm not sure how you're listening to us, but you can find us on the local radio network across the West. You can find us on YouTube in video format and on all the more popular streaming services. I'm done. And thank you for your dedicated listening. I didn't rant too much today. Um, If anybody wants to ring me or email in and correct me about PRS, feel free. I'll have an argument with you. It'd be great. Um... (laughs) So when Kieran says he hasn't ranted much, I, I will be throwing about half of this away just for, for time. Yeah, right. What <laughs> normally happens. Um, although one thing is we haven't, we've had a few music submissions in recently, but they've not had videos. So because this goes out on YouTube, um, if you've got a video you'd like to share, that's what we want, a video with a song. So make the video yourself, have a bit of fun, I don't care, but not just songs, please. You are just so choosy. But yeah, the, no. the emails aren't going to waste because they are going into Kieran's um, box of, of potential artists for when life does return back to normal, then yes. gigs will be uh, being lined up, I'm sure. 
He will do. They will do. So yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. So bye bye. Bye bye from him. Bye bye from me. See you next week.